Welcome to First Time Lord. I'm Daniel Levine, and as the title of the podcast implies, I am a first-timer in that I had never seen Doctor Who until I started this podcast, and now I can't stop watching every single week because it's just so good, and it gets better every single week, and this week is no exception. We are talking about a very, very amazingly good episode. It is Time of Angels, and if we're going to speak of Weeping Angels and we're going to have River Song, we have to have Jenny Faye Berry. Hello, sweetie. There it is! (laughs) (laughs) The original, uh, like, you were playing that long con way back in, like, the first series of episodes for the podcast where you're like spoilers oh, spoilers spoilers sweetie spoilers sweetie I was like wow why, what is she like I've never she's never what called me sweetie why is she being to? so condescending and then boom oh. there it is and you're like she wasn't being condescending she was dropping no. little nuggets little oh, nuggets of the knowledge most amazing nuggets to an amazing character. And here we are talking about her second appearance. So before we jump in, dear listener, this is the part where I tell you if you have not seen Time of Angels, which is episode four of series five, please go watch the episode. Come back and join us when you are done because whew, there's there's a lot in this episode so we're going to jump There's right so into it. so much going on. Right? Because it, it starts with her. It starts with those yeah. like giant, or what are those, stiletto heels? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's just, I, I mean, mean those are like. song makes an appearance. <laughs> no joke. I mean, she's like mm. wearing stilts. Her makeup is like perfect. The the hair mm-hmm. with the curls. Yeah. And she's got that attitude that that just mm-hmm. goes on and like winking at the camera. And and she's leaving a message for the doctor, which just he is seeing in the future. Twelve thousand years later. Right. I mean, uh, we talked about this a little bit. So amazing. <laughs> in her previous episode, uh, in in that you know we're we're seeing this out of order, and the the doctor even directly acknowledges it this time. You know, time traveling, they they keep meeting out of order. Mm-hmm. But to leave somebody a message and to trust them with your life to where mm-hmm. she is going to jump out of an airlock of a ship. Knowing that the TARDIS is going to be there to catch her. Wow. I mean, she's a pretty amazing person. I would catch her in an airlock. I mean, yes. Uh, you know, we we talked about it uh, when we did the the, the review, the the series in review. Uh, Shannon and I gushed on because she she loves the actress. Uh, uh, you know, she watched her. Kingston in ER. is just fantastic. Uh, uh, like all yeah. over the place, but oh my gosh, like she's just like she owns that screen when she's on it. B.A. She is a total every, B.A. Yeah. in the show. 
Yes. <laughs> Forget the rest of the actors, actresses. Nobody else matters. It is Alex Kingsman's scene. And River Song owns that moment. She does. To the extent that <laughs> I forgot that this was the doctor's show. <laughs> like he was almost a prop to her, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to her presence, um, you know, but this is also yeah. the first time that the new companion, Amy meets river. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a, like, I, I, there was some weird anticipation there and like Amy almost mm-hmm. immediately picks it out and she asks, yeah, she does. And, and in, in true fashion, she answers with a, but she asks her, are you his wife? Are you able to elaborate on that at all? Or, or is this something that it will absolutely lead to? Spoilers. Always spoilers. Oh. Cause I mean that's that's huge. <laughs> the 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 doctor's you know, w- wife. Women's intuition is amazing. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave that with you. Mm. But my goodness, what that chemistry is, right? Well, in it's <laughs> in mm. this, we find out a little bit more because you know she does pull out the journal again, and clearly, yes, she does. Uh, you know, our last conversation in the uh, the the library in the forest of the dead, uh, you know, it, it was basically her end and the doctor's <gasps> beginning it's with her. Awful! Like right? it's like. I can't. I don't. Don't even say that. <laughs> I so can't now, do it. But you know, we now know that she uh, keeps the doctor's different looks in that journal as well, mm-hmm. and she uses the plural. So we know of at she least some, two genera- two regenerations. She, she says something about when he looks older, right? Mm-hmm. So now <laughs> I have the uh, access to hindsight uh, because I know that after Matt, there is going to be an older gentleman. Oh, he's so beautiful. <laughs> uh, so I know that this story is going to go on and, and expound beyond where they are. But holy moly, like, is it really like mm-hmm. Muffet's just like laying this thing out across uh, an entire, you know, <laughs> several seasons? Spoiler, sweetie. Of course, I knew it. I knew it. Um, all I have to say, though, is she has talked in her journal about all the places they will meet. And one of them is this spaceship, the Starliner. Uh, so they're going to go back to this spaceship at some point? No, no, no. No, no, no. When she was in the library, oh. she mentioned this very spaceship. She mentioned several, several places. You're going to watch. go back and watch the library. Oh, of course. She mentioned several places. She's like, where are we? Is this before this? Is this after this? Where is this? And she mentions this Starliner. Mm, 
see, now I'm going to have to, and, and I knew watching the, the force of the dead, that I, this was going to be an episode I was going to revisit frequently. Uh, yeah, she, because, me- she mentions the crash of the Byzantium. That's wild. There you go. That's wild. Muffet. Welcome to Doctor Who. Uh, Welcome to Doctor Who. <laughs> I, I, I want you. And you will you, also scream Muffet so many times in your life. <laughs> I, I want you to know, and dear listener, you may not have the same experience that I do, but uh, while listening to NPR here in Florida, NPR plays ads for the Muffet Center. And every time I hear the announcer in their very NPR announcery way, and this segment is brought to you by Muffet, and I hear Jenny going, Muffet. Yes. <laughs> every yes. single time I think of Jenny Faye and I think of Doctor Who as I'm listening now, to NPR. The Floridian Muffet Center does a lot greater things for the world. Than Muffet. Than the BBC Muffet, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is pretty good. This is, you know, he, he's he got good, me so yeah. excited. Um, so uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about Amy. Oh. You know, Amy, new, no, uh, new, no. new companion. <laughs> she seems quite bright. And in this episode, uh, you know, just like... The way uh, I, I, I'm going to get to the growl in a second, uh, but just like, uh, you know, just like Martha was intuitively very bright and able to kind of immediately uh, be an aid to the doctor, it, Amy seems to actually be able to, in certain situations, outthink the doctor and almost be better or smarter than the doctor. Like... There's there's a whole sequence in which she seems to be in peril. Uh, and I mean, yes, she gets herself even more in peril because the angel, something to do with, you know, getting in her eye. But she also figures out how to get herself out, uh, which the doctor didn't even think about it. And, you know, she's done a couple of those before. But what what is your take on Amy? Amy has her moments. <laughs> I I do not appreciate her unkindness to Rory because I am a Rory fan. Rory. Her fiance. Her fiance. Oh, okay, okay. I am a Rory fan. And as this season goes on, you may understand this more. Okay. But I adore Rory. I love Rory, even though he has stood me up at three conventions that I was supposed <laughs> to meet him at. And I've met Karen Gillian twice. I adore Rory. I just think his character is a very trustworthy, honest, dedicated person. As you will finish this episode and move on to Flesh and Stone, Amy and I have some challenges. Um, she's not my favorite companion and you will be my favorite companion later mm. after Amy who is beyond all the best companion in my belief but <laughs> it's Amy I like her as Nebula 
I like her as Nebula. You like her That's as it. Nebula le- yeah. less. Uh, I mean, she. Uh, I'm still trying to figure her out because she's definitely. Little Amy Pond is adorable. Like little Amy Pond is oh, yeah, really yeah. cute Young... when he has fish fingers and custard. Like cute. <laughs> and I've met both actresses. Mm. And they're both very, very sweet. And it's so weird because it's her cousin. Mm-hmm. And like little Amy Pond looks like big Amy. Con- and I'm like, I don't. This is very strange. It's very bizarre. Um, yeah, no, I. Mm, Amy Pond just rubs me the wrong way. I'm so sorry. I can't. <laughs> she is not my companion. I can't. There are sometimes we will do an episode with Ashley in the future that I appreciate Amy Pond in. Mm. But right now, I do not appreciate Amy Pond. Interesting. So, I'm I'm finding it easier to connect with her than I yeah. am finding uh, <laughs> the the connection with uh, the eleventh Doctor right now. Um, he's kind of a child. He's he, kind of all over the place. Well, he's got this thing, and now you know it's like four episodes into the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're starting, or at least I feel like I'm starting to kind of. <laughs> see him really shine and uh, towards the end of this episode I finally started to see the doctor that I kind of like as opposed to the fast talking doctor that does really nothing because like I said Amy has in in some really pivotal situations in, in episodes prior been the one to actually solve the situation to the the happier resolution, uh, Mm -hmm. which is a little odd uh, considering that up until now, it's always been the doctor. You know, the companion is the person through which, you know, we get all of the jargon explained and all of the situations explained. Um, And so they're not, always ahead of the doctor you know martha was kind of his equal but she still needed you know things explained you know amy is almost ahead of the curve in a lot of these situations uh and it's a little jarring and again you know she's trapped in that room with that you know five second clip and the angels coming at her and mm-hmm. you know both River Song and the doctor are trying to get to her and it's Amy's own actions that save her. Yeah. I kind of feel like the 11th doctor is like the baby doctor of the new doctors. <laughs> like nine, like nine is like nine. Like he knows what's going on. Yeah. And like 10's like a little more jovial and 11's like, hello, baby. And like, I, I started with the 11th doctor by accident. Hmm. Because Stacy said, 11 Doctors, great. And I was like, mm. and I watched his Christmas special, mm-hmm. which is still one of my favorite episodes. And you'll get to it. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful episode. It's loosely based on a Christmas carol. Mm. Beautiful. It's a beautiful episode. I still love it. But everybody says the first Doctor you watch is your, first, is your Doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Still didn't make me his Doctor. Because I'm still like, you're a weirdo. <laughs> and I'm not buying into this. And then I went back and I watched nine and nine 
bought me over like mm-hmm. nine just won me um but like 11 is just he, he's the baby doctor like he's the youngest doctor mm-hmm. he's he has that youthfulness to him. Matt Smith is fun. There are some times that Matt Smith really makes me love him as a doctor. And there are some times that I just want to smack his face and be like, no. Um, <laughs> but as time progresses and he switches companions, I like him more. Mm. Um, so time will progress. Um, Amy is good for him. God, I can't believe I'm saying this because I do believe in some instances she is smarter than him in the event that she really speaks to us as the viewer and speaks to us as the human side of him, which at some point I feel like he kind of lost after Rose. Mm -hmm. The doctor is so heartbroken that he's just out there. And I feel like she kind of brings him back to reality, finally. Well, which... He definitely comes off as very disconnected. Yes. Uh, which often, uh, at least again, up until this episode, often the solution that uh, Amy proposes tends to be the more human approach, the the... The, that that human intellect uh, and that mm-hmm. human compassion that leads to the happier resolution. Uh, definitely in the the beast below, uh, you know, oh. it is her compassion that really solves the 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 conundrum that the doctor would have overlooked. Even though the doctor is the one that starts the whole thing with you know, mm-hmm. keep your eyes open, look for everything. Um, you know, and he's, he's fast talking, but he's not really saying much and he's not really doing much so far. Uh, but you know, when you have that horrible breakup and you don't really care what happens to you anymore. Yeah. That's where he is. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I'm enjoying these episodes uh, Mm -hmm. a lot, but I'm like I said, I, I'm finding it easier to connect with Amy than I am with the doctor right now. Uh, although I really loved the again the way River, you know, bringing her back into this discussion, the way River addresses him, you know, she summons him. Uh, I think Amy yeah, even says, you know, <laughs> she's got a little bit of that heel boy. Uh huh. Heel boy <laughs> right. with a little Scottish accent. <laughs> you know, and she, you know, she's like, sweetie, and he, run, you know, he comes running um, and and she's definitely usurping that that female-ness, you know, uh, wielding it almost as a, as a weapon and, you know, definitely steering the doctor. Um, but, you know, there, there's a little bit of a conversation that happens between her and and bishop is that the mm-hmm. the the, yeah. the gentleman uh yeah. and let's pause right there and uh, clarify something for me mm-hmm. uh it, the insinuation is that all of these uh army looking people are actual bishops or cardinals or some sort of uh men of the cloth is uh, am i off off path here I mean, it's 12,000 years later. Who even knows what they call them? 
Yeah, cause it, I mean, uh, he mentions, Bishop mentions something about all of them being, you know, they, they use very mm-hmm. uh, religious or clerical language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just, yeah. it, are we going to find out more? And is that why you're being fairly vague? No, I don't think it's really important. <laughs> oh, got I, it. just think, <laughs> I just think it's a matter of that's just what uh. they're calling themselves. Um, it, it's just a matter of like their leader is Father Octavian. Um, they just call themselves that. They're all clerics mm. of some sort. Um, but they're there to protect river more than anything mm-hmm. because of whatever mission they're on, whatever now, she's doing. And he, she promised him an army. She delivers mm-hmm. the doctor. Now, mind you remember that mission has multiple meanings. Uh, yes, I guess. Uh, the religious sense versus the, you know, impossible sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's anything for you to focus on. I think it's just a matter of what they call themselves, Got uh, it. but they're basically on a mission and they're protecting river song, regardless of whatever happens. She is in their custody as a prisoner to finish this mission. To right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, th- and that clarifies the other bit, which, there was a lot of conversation uh, or implication in this episode as to what she was doing uh, so that she is in their custody uh, uh, speaks mm-hmm. volumes. Um, but uh, one of my favorite bits was when uh, River and Amy are talking about him and River just stops mid-conversation. She goes, yes, we are. <laughs> and she goes and the doctor goes well what, what? It was like we yes we are talking about you it was like oh i don't care it was like sure you don't um that's upside down <laughs> oh no he cares uh, clearly you know he, he's mm-hmm. trying to do his best to ignore it but you know he's being very foppish uh and uh, you know being I mean, very if obtuse River was talking about you or me i would want to know oh yeah like well, Hi, I'm sorry. River Song's mentioning me. Excuse me. What is happening? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we skirted it or we mentioned it, uh, but we haven't really tackled it. Uh, you know, this is another uh, character that you and I have discussed uh, in the past in that uh, we have the return of the Weeping Angels. Aren't they amazing? Or the weeping angel, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, as it were. Uh, you know, the it, it's funny because, uh, you know, you and Amy, uh, you and Amy, uh, you and Ashley were super excited to love them. have me watch that episode with you guys. And that was, you know, a super fun podcast. Um, but Ultimately, I was like, yeah, that was kind of like, kind of, that's it. That they're one and done. Oh, no. You know? Oh, no. So to see them come back, I, I was pleasantly surprised because I was a little that- underwhelmed by, you know, how easily they were thwarted and sort of fooled by the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you oh, know, just wait. to see them here, just- 
there was some real malice to them. There was some real mm-hmm. like threat and menace and and absolute, you know, uh, the the threat of the real danger. The the fact that you know that they, they're laying a trap for these bishops or these you know cardinals or whatever they are, you know, and lolling one by one into. Uh, a trap and then, you know, dispatching them because up until now, uh, you know, the, uh, at least what I knew was that they don't kill you. They're like the, they're supposed to be like the kindest, evilest people in that they send you back in time. So you die, but you die out of time. That's, that's what it was presented until. They take your life force. Uh, right, that the, yeah. they feed on on the life you would have had. That's what was said uh, by the the tenth doctor. Uh, and, and now anything that takes the form of an angel becomes an angel. Yeah, and you know they're 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 definitely uh, different, and I appreciate both the difference and the similarities. And just the idea, again, such a creepy concept that here's a statue and that at any moment that you're not watching it, it it no longer, it ceases to be a statue and becomes real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, comes a part of your eye. Yeah, it, the image of an angel becomes an angel mm-hmm. itself. Like just, you know... The, the again, the threat multiplies and becomes even Ugh. more, Ugh. you know, menacing. <clears throat> to me, they're one of the scariest villains in Doctor Who. I, 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 I would not. I don't disagree, but I, I would say so far, scared wise or or threat wise, I still find the master. Like the most disturbing villain that the the doctor has come up against. Uh, Go to a very old cemetery and tell me the same. Uh, the 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 creep <laughs> factor is there, and but the master is yes, he and, is. And yeah. the in Saxton, both Saxton. <laughs> yeah, and, and what we are st- and what we see of the angels in this episode definitely increase their you know their oh crapple meter by by a metric ton uh here because they're definitely uh, i would not want to come into one of these things you know walking through a crypt and all of a sudden see this thing Mm -hmm. um but you know there's that moment at the end of the episode, and of course, it ends in a cliffhanger, which you know only means that uh, we're going to get to have a whole other episode to to talk about this. Um, but it ends in that like, <laughs> it, if this was the tenth Doctor, it would have ended in a way in which we would have thought, "Oh, they're in peril." But instead, it ends in a moment where you're like, and there's the doctor that I know and love. <laughs> you know, the doctor saying, you're mm-hmm. like, you made your biggest mistake. Your biggest mistake was threatening me. And you're like, oh, yeah. there it is. There's the, the uh, you know, he. That's the, that's the doctor I know. Right. It, it took him a little bit, but he got there. He, you know, he showed it off. I'm, I'm sure, you know, River Song was uh, was a little misty at that moment. 
proud. <laughs> proud of him. Proud of him. Very proud of him. She had to get there. But, uh, you know, it, it again, like, Moffat really knows how to really pace these episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. I really appreciate the pacing of the episode because it does feel like a thriller episode. And mm-hmm. even the lulls serve to heighten that tension. They do. Uh, and, you know, the angels are as just As much as people, a, like, despise Moffat, mm-hmm. he did great stuff. Both him and Russell T. Davis, like both so, of them did amazing stuff for Doctor Who. Elaborate on so, this. Like, why, why do people hate Moffat? People I, will hate them, but they did great stuff. I mean, I, I love Russell T. And I, I said, I, I was almost like to the point where like I, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to even <laughs> keep watching. Because that's blasphemy. Listen, that the, the way that last last episode ended, you know the the the, 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 the super special between Christmas and New Year's. That that I was know. some stuff. That there was some I stuff know. that I had to deal with. Daniel, I know. <laughs> uh, I know. So uh, you know, the, the, I uh, yeah, but you know, I, I what what what. Why would anybody find issue with what Muffet is doing other than he is different than Russell and Russell is probably different than, you know, whoever wrote for Doctor Who before? Any any time you have a different writer, there's going to be people that have issues with it. And my thing is just the doctor is different. So take a different writer, take a different doctor, enjoy it for what it is and enjoy the fact that we have something that is nearly 60 years in the running. Mm-hmm. How many fandoms have that? Mm. No, no not, like not current, uh, no current fandom right. does that. I mean, right. Lord of That's the Rings, amazing. but that was a finite run. Like you know, this right. is still happening. Right. That's that's amazing. So don't jump on your high horse to say, "Oh, I'm an old Who fan. I'm a new Who fan." Who cares? Just freaking love it. Yeah, who? And love what you love about it. Well, I I love I I love that I can have these discussions like this. I love that yeah. I can get lost in the weeds of whether they're called bishops Ugh. because they're we religious entities, you know. Uh so did yeah, I whatever. did I miss anything in this episode? <laughs> Is there anything that uh um, I'm going to kick myself for not having noticed? I mean, as long as you got that River Song is the best thing that has ever come out of Doctor Who, you are good. You know what? Before before we get into the things that I may have missed, why don't we uh, both enjoy the the my favorite part of every episode, which happens to be Ashley's TARDIS tidbits. So we love Ashley. Take it away, Ashley. This is Ashley's TARDIS Tidbits for Series 5, Episode 4, Time of the Angels. Although this was the fourth episode to air of the season, it was actually the first episode filmed. Therefore, it was the first real performance of Matt Smith as the new Doctor and Karen Gillan as the companion. In the script, it wasn't written that River would land on the Doctor when she flew into the TARDIS. Apparently, Matt Smith came up with the idea in rehearsal, and it proved quite difficult to film. Matt Smith actually bit Karen Gillan's hand on several takes to make sure he got a proper reaction out of her. 
At one point when River Song is showing the recorded film of the Weeping Angel, very early on in the scene, you can see a sealed suit helmet that seems to be the same make and model used by Professor Song in her first episode appearance in Series 4, Silence in the Library in Forest of the Dead. The episode originally ran short in the first cut because the high tides at the beach they filmed at forced them to have to scrap three scripted pages, including the scene that Karen Gillan had auditioned for the role of Amy Pond with. Instead, Stephen Moffat inserted a scene where River flies the TARDIS that was filmed as a pickup later. And filming for this episode was affected so much by the weather that Stephen Moffat actually did a rewrite, giving the Doctor a line explicitly acknowledging the incessant rain. In her first appearance in Series 4, River asked the Tenth Doctor if he recalls the crash of the Byzantium. Well, now we see that story. And it's also the first mention of the Headless Monks. Hmm, spoilers. You'll also want to remember River's hallucinogenic lipstick and those red high heels that she wears at the beginning of the episode. Hmm. Just something to remember. The red high heels, which I mentioned at the beginning of this mm-hmm. episode. So yep. I'm paying attention. Thank you and so much, lipstick. Ashley. Good job. Good job. Oh, my and God. The, uh, so the last bit I do have to mention is that River can fly the TARDIS better than Doctor. I, I was just about to say, I can't mm-hmm. believe <laughs> I didn't make a mention of that because... Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, was I laughing at that moment so hard where he's trying to describe so it didn't make that sound. The, the it's like, oh, that's because well, you, you leave, leave the, the parking brakes on, which you're like, oh my gosh, even the doctor's <laughs> a bad driver. Isn't she fantastic? Oh I just, God. she's just so smooth. I just love her. And how upset he's like, oh, now now it's boring. They're boring. They're boring stabilizers. <laughs> I was like, that's, oh, gosh, that was so good. But then it also makes you wonder, how did she learn how to drive the target? Well, she says he was taught by the best. Yes, and then she was, she goes, but who is the best? But you weren't there on that mm-hmm. day. But I'm starting to get the feel that she is not the most reliable narrator. So I don't know how much of it I can trust, how much of it is real or not. But it, nevertheless, I love that moment. And I'm glad Ashley brought it up. I, I will say that River never lies. Mm. She just doesn't always tell the complete truth. Because. Spoilers. Uh, 100% 100% Uh, it does make sense now uh, that we hear Ashley say it uh, that this was the first because there is a different chemistry between Amy and the doctor Mm -hmm. in this episode than there has been in the previous episode so that makes sense that that chemistry was a little different um, and a little more reserved than it seems in some of the other episodes that we've seen so far this series. Um, but again, just the filming thing, yeah. River Song, man. River just. Uh, you love her, don't you? 
I mean, she starts this episode in such a way <laughs> and she commands him in such a way that it mm-hmm. almost feels like she puppeteered him uh, the entire time. And mm-hmm. I get the doctor that I wanted out of Matt Smith when he says, you captured me. Like he takes control. So I can't wait until next week to see if he really uh, goes on with it, if he if he continues to be that uh, take charge doctor that I've come to. Oh, I think it'll be interesting. I think you'll love it. Yes, yes. Uh, so, of course, Jenny, uh, will you please join me next week? Oh, twist my arm. Anytime there's River Song, never, <laughs> never have to ask me. Well, excellent, sweetie. I am so glad that we finally got you back on the episode, on the podcast. Uh, you you kind of went uh, missing last series. Uh, so I'm glad that you are now back, and I hope we have you back for several more episodes. Not the least so of which will be next be week. <laughs> I'm so excited. So much, so much who still to get to. So I can't wait. And uh, thank you, dear listener, for making it to the end of yet another First Time Lord. As always, you can visit our website, firsttimelord.com. There you can comment on this or any of our previous episodes. Uh, Let us know what you think of uh amy apparently i had no idea that there was uh different schools of thought and that she is not a popular doctor as uh our friend uh, jenny uh told people us people love her i just i don't uh, people love her that's why i i want to know <laughs> what do you dear listener think of her uh while you're on the website might as well if you want to support the podcast we have a merch store with some cool t-shirts and some other goodies that you can uh, grab a hold of there. Or if merchandise is not your bag, but you still want to help keep the lights on, as it were, uh, you can click on the Patreon page. Or if you go to Patreon, you can search for Daniel Levane and uh, become a supporter of the show that way. Uh, or most importantly, find another Doctor Who fan or future Doctor Who fan. Somebody like me that hadn't seen the show, but you know they were, they're going to love it. Uh, or somebody that has seen the show many, many times and needs an excuse to go back and rewatch them and uh, listen to somebody with a different point of view uh, that may or may not clash with their own. Um, but I want to grow this fandom. I want to grow uh, my circle of influence, as it were, and your support is greatly appreciated. But now I'm out of time and uh, have to jump into my TARDIS to head on over next week to find out what happens with these weeping angels. See you next week. Don't blink.